Russia. has come. Your sins have taken you too far. He cheated to beat all three of them, and now JBL's gonna have to pay the price. Whichever way you turn, Holmes, leads to a dead end. Your confidence fools no one, and your actions are those of a desperate man. I am the richest, most successful WWE champion of all time. All the money in the world it can't help you now. So clutch that gold one last time. Because your gutless championship run ends tonight. Elmo! I am getting through. Big, big redemption. Virtually impossible. The end is the here. The end is here. This is a sick joke. I say your time is your over. Your time is over. Desperation the in the eyes of the salvation when I become the new WWE champion rest in peace the end is here ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode giggity of the ruthless aggression nice. era podcast the only place where we decide for dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us Probably the worst one we've seen so far. As it is time for Armageddon 2004. I'm very sad, right? It's not going to be a fun... Right, you can turn off now. I, well, you I, can, I don't you can skip to like the second now. to last match. No, no. Honestly, now nah, turn off. It's shit. It's bullshit. I'm Dave. Big sex is with me. It's Armageddon 2004. The worst pay-per-view that we've seen so far. The best thing about the show is literally the stage. Do you know, right? I, I feel like we're going to have very conflicting opinions here because, yeah, the stage was nice and it's very, like, the, the same Armageddon feel like it is for the last couple of years. We get the same sort of intro package, the same theme tune, the same setup, but what was with the Hulkamania running wild across the middle of the entranceway? Yeah, I didn't get that either. I think it was trying to look, supposed to look like fire, but. Fire! Look like Hulk Hogan. Fire! <laughs> but yeah, before, Michael, we get on to the trash that is Armageddon 2004, would you like to know what Meltzer and his pals were on about during the time between Survivor Series and Armageddon? What would they be up to? Mate, I've got some stories for you. Uh, November the 16th, so the Tuesday after Survivor Series, the WWE send a legal threat to TNA. Cease and desist. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, TNA has sent out a press release in regard to WWE's legal threat for TNA possibly filming footage of WWE employees when they visited Universal Studios last week to shoot the Royal Rumble commercial. Now, WWE informed TNA that in order to avoid any further legal action, TNA would need to agree to not use any video footage, surrender the video footage of WWE within seven days, and sign and return an acknowledge form during that time as well. So, you dare use the footage now. People are saying, what is the footage? Well, on November the 10th, while filming vignettes for TNA's upcoming pay-per-view turning point, TNA superstars, Free Life crew, Tracy, Abyss and the franchise Shane Douglas, they attempted to welcome Vince McMahon and the WWE talent who were also at the Universal Studios taping the commercial. Um, TNA superstars, they've bought cookies and balloons to greet the WWE talent and staff who were uh, taking a break uh, in catering. Uh, they were all outside the studios. Now, I feel, reading this, I feel like I've seen some form yeah. of YouTube clip of like Ro got Road Dogg and R-Truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like this someone's is got that. got donuts, I believe. I'm I sure. feel like this is that. It's like TNA's version of when uh, Triple DX tried to invade uh, <laughs> with the tank. <laughs> it literally is. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, TNA and TNA superstars, they're very disappointed at the poss possible legal threat. They thought it would be a good way, good way of advertising. Obviously, their show, WWE, well, they don't need to use TNA The forbidden door's <laughs> not open yet. Especially not in 2004. <laughs> Not in 2004, mate. Not in the slightest. <laughs> Moving on. According to PWTorch.com, the X-Pac and China sex tape has officially been sold to the same distributor of the One Night in Paris sex tape, which featured Paris Hilton. Now, apparently, the promotional video for the sex tape is going to feature X-Pac stood in various landmarks in China. <laughs> in Paris. In China. It's fucking what? Just imagine x Pac just walking on Great Wall, just smacked off his tits. <laughs> now, original reports in tabloids indicate that the film is quite extreme and features the two engaging in various it's positions. Sex tape. What? It's not just going to be Mate, we're 20 minutes in his mission, is it? <laughs> we're definitely... I feel like, because we're, we're both close to being double jabbed, aren't we? So we're close to, like, over in England, I don't know how it is everywhere in the world, but over in England, restrictions are relatively restricted now. But, like, we're, we're both... Me and Mike are both being close to double jabbed, so we're close to being able to comfortably kind of sit back in, in the same environment and be... Everything's all right. And I feel like our return episode has got to be a review of x Pack and China. <laughs> oh, no. Don't make me watch that. Live Facebook review. <laughs> Michael, it's kicked off. It's kicked off. Now, following uh, the match on SmackDown between Suzuki and Dupree and Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas, where Holly apparently hit Dupree with an extremely stiff chair shot um, and followed up with some looked like quite pretty stiff punches. Um, fans who were in the arena claimed that Dupree had quite a lot of swelling around his face and indicate the injuries uh, would look quite legit. Now, it turns out it was legit and it all turns into a backstage incident where Bob Ollie has been, uh, he's basically been kind of a nice guy. Now, a lot of people think Ollie's a wanker and he is a wanker, but he's been a nice guy. He's rented or allowed Rene Dupree to rent a car under his name and Rain Dupree has not returned that car, and Bob Ollie's got a lot of fucking fines for it. So Bob Ollie has been Bob Ollie and battered Rene Dupree. Well, if he'd have done it after he battered him, that'd have made sense. Turnabout's fair play, but 
Why did you do it in the first place? Well, because René Dupree's a dickhead. Obviously, he's like 23 or something, he's still a kid, isn't he? He's beginning to bigger. I'm WWE superstar. <laughs> he's, not he's not returned it because he's a knobhead. And obviously, it's, it's cost Bob Wally a bit of money, so Bob Wally's back. Starting to see why he never lasted. <laughs> Did you not see recently, though? He's been, I don't know who he was interviewed by, but he said, like, that WWE have been asking him to return for years. Fuck it yeah. off. You were wrestling for PC, Preston City You're wrestling, wrestling a few years back. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but so were, like, Cody Rhodes and that, so that, that's, that's why René Dupree still thinks he's big time. Michael, in the news article of the month. According to reports, Jerry Lawler has been targeted in a robbery scheme by corrupt Memphis police. It seems that two cops involved were very aware of Lawler's home and they knew where a $200,000 stash was hidden. Lawler, however, denied that he had cash hidden in his house. The story that the attempted burglary of Jerry Lawler's house and the corrupt Memphis police has been picked up and made a huge deal by the local media in the area. The attempted robbery was one of the charges from a variety of the officers that were arrested. The local NBC affiliate, WMC.com, interviewed Lawler, who was obviously shocked by the whole situation. It seems the whole story has a few twists and turns, with Melzer and The Observer reporting that April Veach was involved in the alleged conspiracy to rob Lawler's home. Now, to make matters worse, April Leach, or Veach even, is a former bird of Lawler's. So, from what I gather... Jerry Lawler has been stitched up by his ex-bird and the local police force to rob his house. <laughs> She's probably banging one at cops. And they're going to sell it in the ring at Memphis Wrestling. <laughs> Michael, moving on. Monday, November the 29th. Um, an update on Tough Enough. Is it fixed? The answer that we all... The question that we all want to know the answer for. Now, as it comes like with Diva Search... Uh, there's a rumour going around WWE that they're trying to fix Tough Enough. Uh, the rumour stems from the disclaimer that claims WWE can choose to override the user vote pending certain circumstances. Now, that's kind of what we always thought with the Diva Search. And for me, the Diva Search, like, we, it was a weird one. And it kind of is where I can understand the counter-argument with Tough Enough. Because with the Diva Search, it was, it was always on, not that Carmella. Do you know what I mean? She was the porn star. She was she was the icon. <laughs> she, was she was the great the one. The definition of what a diva or slag should be. But that's if you believed all the dirt sheets and all that stuff. Do you know what I mean? If you believed all that sort of jazz. Because they were saying she was the one they wanted to win. Obviously she wasn't. Now, well, with the, for me, I don't know if the dirt sheets really, for me, looking back, have really pushed like Pewder. But I don't know. I just feel like they're pushing Pewder because he's got to yeah. the final. And I just feel like, I feel like there were a lot of other people. I think The Miz, for me personally, if you're going to go if you're on, fan, go on fan support, it's on, The Miz. I feel like The Miz, yeah, I think that they, the fans love The Miz, maybe from the real world and stuff like that, but, hmm, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I don't believe anything I see on WWE TV. No. When, it, when it comes to Taboo Tuesday or any tournament or anything, they, they broke my heart when I, when I found out that Pat Patterson really didn't wrestle in a tournament in real. That's what killed wrestling. <laughs> Michael and finally um, are you familiar with the Howard Stern radio show I am well a viewer uh, Gary Del Abati I, I feel like that's not his name but I'll say it. it's literally D-E-L then apostrophe A-B-A-T-E so Gary Del Abati <laughs> Abati boy 
Um, he's rang in to Howard Stern to give his honest review of the first time watching X-Pac and China get down and dirty. Was he, like, reviewing, like, each thrust? Well, Delabati said he would never be the same after watching it and said the video was very sad and very graphic. He commented that it was like watching two guys made at make-out. According to him, China had soldiers like a linebacker, a big bruise on her leg and pimples on her butt and her back. Uh, many on the show, they didn't know who Waltman was, even though his name had been mentioned numerous times. Uh, they later joked that it looked like he was taking part in gay porn. Let's not talk about a dead woman's looks. Michael, are you ready for Armageddon 2004? Let's get it out of the way. And now, SmackDown presents WWE Armageddon. Armageddon 2004, we're in the Win It Centre in Georgia. Let's talk about those buy rates as we always do. Cast your mind back, Michael, all the way to Armageddon 2003, back in Orlando, Florida. That got 240,000 buys. Armageddon 2004, 230,000 buys, so only down by 10. Wow, that's surprising. That isn't too bad, I think, because it's been a lot worse than we've seen so far. And like this year's had some trash. Yeah. This year's had a lot of trash. So and, and this pay per view is trash. But fans are like, yeah, we'll tune in. We'll watch the trash. No danger. <laughs> Piss on us. <laughs> um, the opening video package very familiar. Armageddon. Now it seems like it's got a very running theme with the same sort of style of video presentation and the same track. The end. Is and same song and video style for Judgment Day as well. It's mint, though, isn't it? It's mint, like the, the track end is, mint. is here. It is a mint track. Um, yeah, so the stage we, we spoke about it briefly. Uh, what did you make to the stage? I, I thought it was, the presentation was quite nice, but I just didn't get the the sort of zigzag uh, yellow and red thing that ran through the middle of the entrance. I love the flaming A on the stage. Yes, especially during Taker's entrance as well, because the flames were just on time with his entrance. Um, so our opening match of the night is for your SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's the Van Man and Ray Ray. It's Team 420 going up against Ren and Ken with Hiroko. Michael, Fifi watch. This is the Fifi that's the star. She loves speed, aren't they? <laughs> They've got themselves a good one this time. But it's pay-per-view, isn't it? Got some um, shit scared or not. Tag Team Continuity by Team 420, Michael. Let's come out yep, of but let's come out separately though because we're not a team neither are the former champs who aren't wearing <laughs> tag team colours for a change I, uh, I loved how Taz called Ray Ray one of a kind I'm like the Taz no that's the other that's guy that's the guy who was in like ECW longer <laughs> now sign of the night straight away but I had a massive issue with the signs and a, a lack of them yeah they were they were like modern day 
Yeah, but it was weird because people had them because various times throughout the night we saw various signs. But no one but could be asked to hold them up. Not at any one time. That, that was it. Like the guy at the front, in, in opposite the hard camera, that had the uh, Ren and Ken sign in the uh, French flag. Like he held that up in kind of uh, probably every two or three minutes throughout the duration of this match. And then you'd get the odd like Ray sign or RVD sign, but then you wouldn't see them for the rest of the night. It's like fans weren't bothered about holding their signs up unless it was involved at a specific moment. Fans were lazy tonight. They were. I think that's one of the things that can ruin a pay-per-view as well. Absolutely lazy tonight. But Michael, it is SmackDown. Tag Team Championships. Red and Ken versus 420. How did we get here? So Red and Ken were the tag champs, but Ken got horny for Tori. And because Tori's friends were RVD and Ray, who had lost their title match at No Mercy, they had a six-man, which was... They don't go home smackers, tag titles went wine and rematch, and they they used their friend Eddie's technique, cheat to win, and it worked for him. So, so tonight's the customer rematch. Did you like Michael at the start of the match uh, where we got a double leg drop by Team 420 and Michael called Reference 420 and he said it's about how it's their shoe size and they've got four feet. It's like, no, it's not Michael, it's about cannabis. We all know it's the time, <laughs> no, no, best no, no, time no. to smoke it and the best date to smoke it. <laughs> um, I thought we got a real nice pace to kind of start the show and start the match. Uh, Mysterio with a springboard cross body block on Suzuki got a two. Uh, Mysterio with a head scissors on Dupree and Suzuki attacked Mysterio to prevent the 619. Um, Van Damme, he set up Dupree onto the barricade and Van Damme hit the springboard leg drop. He fucking throws that out every single match. He has to. Um, I love Taz. Uh, he goes, I've heard other reasons why Hiroko married Kenzo. He's like, well, he does wear baggy pants. <laughs> Michael, you get it. Taz was on fire during this match alone. He, he, he translates Ken's shouting as, ah, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. <laughs> uh, Debris, he comes back with a standing drop kick onto RVD. Um, RVD then with a slingshot onto Debris into Mysterio, who was a seated sent on off the top, although it didn't really he connect all that his crown, game. if anything. Yeah, it didn't look great. Uh, Hiroko with the distraction, but that brings out Tori Wilson. They have a little chase around the ring, and Tori Wilson fucks off again. It's like, cheers for that, Tori. Thanks. Just, well, yeah, your boobs, are, had, your boobs are up and down for a bit. She had to do Baywatch running the fuck me boots. <laughs> um, the heels, they now work over Ray for many minutes. Uh, to prove a drop kick, Suzuki with a back suplex. Looked a bit sloppy mind. Um, they work over Mysterio. Stomps, clotheslines. Um, we finally get the hot tag. Well, we get the French tickle, sorry, before the hot tag. We get the French tickle. And Ken does it on the outside. We get the hot tag. RVD, he runs through all his motions. Uh, rolling thunder while Mysterio hits a leg drop at the same time. That was great. But Suzuki makes the save. It was. It, the thing is, though, they do work very well together, the, the Team 420. You can see why they are the tag champs. They work very well together. That's a better move than uh, the 420, though. Um, Suzuki, he sent Mysterio to the floor. Um, RVD kicked both heels and did some sort of leaping tackle onto Renee. Um, he got a two count, but I don't quite understand what he was trying to do. Yeah. Mysterio with a drop kick that sends Dupree into the 619 position, and RVD kicked Suzuki to put him beside Dupree. Double 619, although it didn't really touch Suzuki, so RVD just fucking throws him out of ring. Uh, Van Damme, he goes up top, five star onto Dupree, while Mysterio looks after Suzuki. One, two, three, after 17 minutes, and still your tag team champions, Team 420, because it's all about legs and feet and how many we've got. And Taz, with his mass genius, saying 619 and 619 is 438. 
<laughs> if that's how they teach maths in Red Hook, I don't think you should send your kids to school with Red Hook. <laughs> Time! The top kick to the small of the back! Ray Watson, Ray's got the free will. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Kenzo back in the ring! Kenzo! What's this? Oh! Kenzo in trouble! Two for the price of one here! A double six foot nine! What is that, like a 12-19? Oh, no, it's close 12. Over the top goes to that. That was impressive. Rob Van Dam, top rope legal man! 12-38, Malone! Star! Frog splash! Ray takes out Kenzo! Here's the cover! Hook to the leg! There's two! He got him! Tag team champions retain the title! See, you're doing a little bit yeah. addition on your paper here. Yeah, 619 is 619 is 1238, but not for nothing. What a madness. So, Michael, what did you make to our opening contest, and how many mavens? Uh, I'll give it two maven. It was steady opener. You knew, you knew they weren't going to be changing champs here, and you know, not, especially now we've got two pints back on the main show. <laughs> I that's, feel like it deserves a two. Yeah, I that's feel like where, that's bang on. That's where I think this is going. Yeah, two pints are next. Up next, we get a promo where it looks like Daniel Puder has been on the Simon system. There are two pains in life, my right and my left. Tonight, you're going to feel both of them. You've been going around talking to everybody about this and that, about how I don't know anything. Thing is, you've been talking too much crap, Mike. And tonight, it's going to come down to you and me on a Dixie Dog fight on the pay-per-view Armageddon. And I'm going to kick your ass. The thing is, Mike, man, I can't wait. This is worth more than the million-dollar dollars to me. I cannot imagine how much pain. And I create referee stoppage, so watch out. And I'll tell you, my estimation, I believe Mike Mizan and Pewter's opponent tonight needs a knockout in this Dixie Dog fight to maybe... Uh, he's on about tonight's Dixie Dog fight. It's a, a piece to camera and Miz, you're going to get it, son. He should have asked for a few retakes there. <laughs> he's not He's not the most charismatic. No, absolutely fucking not. And that's not even in comparison to Miz. <laughs> <laughs> then that's in comparison then, to me <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden Kurt Angle enters I thought I'd treat you all to a very special Kurt Angle Invitational tonight I put my gold medal on the line with a man who's a lot like me he's admired by millions he's the very best at what he does and he treats his craft very seriously. Please welcome my opponent for tonight, Santa Claus. What? Santa Claus? Chris Kringle? No. Wait a minute. I, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Well, obviously, we know he's going to fight tonight, but I wasn't expecting this match yet. I wasn't expecting so this match yet. Um, Angle, he comes out with security holding his Olympic gold medal. Um, he calls out his opponent for this evening, his opponent, because we're in December. It is Santa Claus. Fucking Santa. So has Kurt just got a vendetta against a, a bad Christmas memory from his childhood or something? Well, it Did seems that way. Well, not just that. He's got a vendetta for a certain reason. It comes down to his kids. It must come down to Jason Jordan. And Santa comes out with a bag full of gifts and candy canes. Uh, Angle, he says Santa can go back to working with Taz and the other elves. Taz fucking loving life. 
Um, Angle, he said he likes Taz, but he doesn't like Santa. He says that his daughter talks about Santa too much. He says he works his arse off to be with his daughter. And when he's with his daughter, what does his daughter talk about? Does she talk about the fact that Angle won an Olympic gold medal with a broken neck? No. She talks about Santa Claus. So because of that Santa, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> fucking love it. What a vendetta to have against old Saint Nick. <laughs> of all people to have a vendetta against as well. Uh, 25 second match Angle Slam Angle Lock Santa gets fucking kicked all over Angle after the match he, uh, he celebrates with his medal uh, and yeah so Angle's doing double duty tonight because my god we've got to fill time on a horrific pay-per-view yeah. and this Michael I'm already going to tell you now for me personally match of the night well it made Kurt look superhuman you know beating Santa Claus in Mate, less than a minute can beat Santa <laughs> Less than 30 seconds, mate. Never mind a minute. That is That just means that Kurt should now be unbeatable by mere mortals. Absolutely phenomenal. Up next, Michael. Tough enough time. Male diva search bollocks. I guess I should call you the fight doctor. Because uh, we're getting set for a Dixie dog fight. Mizanin versus Peter, a lot on the line in this one. No doubt. Three one-minute rounds, and this is the last chance for these two young men to impress the voters, the WWE fans. It has been a long, hard two months for all the finalists in the $1 million Tough Enough. Welcome, everybody, to the Million Dollar Tough Enough. You got one chance. The opportunity of a lifetime. You want to be a wrestler? Ah! This is like a dream come true. Ah! I got what it takes. This is the only thing I was put on the earth to do. Your seven finalists, Chris Naraki. I'm rocked, Captain, ready to unload. Mike Mizanin. This is the true story of when the man's came to the million dollar tough enough. Ryan Reeves. My name is Silverback. I am the real vanilla gorilla. Daniel Rodheimer. You a little cocky, aren't you, Dan? No, just confident. Nick Mitchell. You want big time? You got big time. Justice Smith. If you step in this ring, son, you better bring it. Daniel Pewter. I got three words for you, and that's snap, crackle, and pop. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Who do you think is tough enough? It's time for the tough enough competition. I'm going to body slam each and every one of you. To find out how tough you are. Oh, he just got lit. Wow. The man who does the most squat thrust tonight. You're going to have your very first match against none other than your Olympic hero. And this one is over. Are you boys ready for the Tory Wilson sex test? No. Oh, my God. You're going to go head to head with each other. An arm wrestling competition. Hey, look at Daniel Pewter. Pewter's going to do it. Who's tough enough to be in touch with your feminine side? You, the audience, will determine who is tough enough to win the $1 million contract. I'm sorry, you've been cut. It's upsetting, but it happens, and it's my birthday today, so happy birthday to me. It's disappointing and upsetting, but can't go out there right now. Walking out into the crowd, 20,000 people, that was the ultimate rush. I'm going to miss that the most. 
I can tell you without a doubt, I probably want this more than any single one of them. I've dreamed of doing this my whole life, and I don't think any of them can say the same thing. It's time to find out who has got the biggest fight in the dog in the Dixie Dog fight. It is Mike the Miz Mizanin versus Daniel UFC Pewter. Michael, this may take a while, but how did we get here? So we started on a beach, and then seven lads, they got to live shows like X Factor. Uh, one by one, they reverted off like X Factor. And I refused to remember this bullshit again. We just went from one to one to one. They had fucking stupid, fucking not even talent shows. It was just male diva search bollocks. We've had it twice in the space of not even two months. I feel like you're struggling to find anything positive to say. Yeah, you'll be searching a while for that. <laughs> um, Al Snowy comes out to join commentary. It's like, oh, it's like a heat throwback. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Teddy Long comes out and he kind of fumbles and mumbles his way through a promo about how tough enough contestant is going to get a million dollars. Do you know the only good thing out of this entire boxing match? was the fact that we got a Brawl for All reference from Taz. I fucking marked yes. out. I was like, yeah, I fucking love Brawl for All. That was the only good thing. Did you watch the, um, in, uh, what did they call it, Dark Side of the Ring on the Brawl for All? I did, great yeah. Episode. Oh, it's a great episode. Brawl for All was for all levels of fucked up. Vince Russo at his finest. Because, let's let's be right, 99% of these wrestlers are six foot plus and they're big fucking lads. Ooh. If they hit so you, let's see if, hit you. Let's see if they can fucking batter each other. <laughs> so, Michael, it's Dixie Dog Fight time. It's Daniel Pudet versus Mike Mizanin. Um, so we've got three one-minute rounds. Um, there's no standing eight count, no free knockdown rule. Uh, boxer cannot be saved by the bell in any round. And there's a mandatory eight count for a knockdown. Uh, each guy, they've got headgear on with boxing gloves. Um, yeah, it was a boxing match. and yeah, Daniel, Boxing match on a wrestling show. Nobody won. It was a boxing match on a wrestling show. There's not much to say. We had punches and punches and punches and punches. There, uh, it was some very, there very were better than them punches. two YouTubers. Well, because this were like this had 19 creative writers. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, nobody won. Went to the crowd. Teddy Long. He wanted cheers for both guys, and because obviously WB can then dictate who actually wins. Um, and it seemed that Daniel Pewter won, and I loved Al Snow at the end. He turned to the Mrs. like, you put up a good fight, but you didn't win, but you did win, but you didn't win. Uh, well done. And then he went to Daniel Pewter, and he was like, Daniel Pewter, how do you feel? And he was like, well, I'm here to break people's arms, not box. He, he puts MMA over wrestling. <laughs> I'm here to I break can't arms. wait till Rumble. I'm not here to box, I'm here to break arms. It's still up to the fans. You have until midnight Monday to vote at WWE.com. And next Thursday night, Nashville, Tennessee, we will crown the $1 million Tough Enough winner. And look at Mazanin, dejected. Well, Mazanin should be proud. He gave it everything, Mazanin. Michael, Michael, you fought a tough fight, but you lost the battle. You lost the fight there. Would you have done anything differently? Would you have fought a different fight with Daniel Pewter? Yeah, we kind of washed out for his uh, his right, uh, his overhand right. It's pretty brutal. But stood up to it, took it a couple times, still no phase. It's all good. Fans vote yet tomorrow, baby, or when? Thursday. You made, Thursday, baby. You made yourself proud, Michael. Okay, Daniel, you did good tonight. You won the fight. According to the audience here in Atlanta, Georgia, you won. Okay. Let's take a look here up on the Titantron. 
Take a look at the uh, right hand that Michael was talking about. Wow. Boom. You caught him. So do you think that had an effect on your fight? Did you fight your fight? My fight's ultimate fighting. It's everything. It's a fight. This is boxing. Three rounds, gloves. No, my fight's ultimate fighting. And I was here to break arms. Snap, crackle, and pop. Okay, congratulations. Again, your winner is Daniel Pewter. And remember, you, the audience, still have one more chance to decide who is tough enough. Will it be Mike Mazanin? Or will it be Daniel Pewter? Well, like you said, like you said earlier, call it doesn't mean that. But yeah, Michael, what did you make to the uh, Dixie Dog fight? 0.1. A shoot fight. It was a fake shoot fight. Male diva bullets, but hitting each other's side. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't understand why they just didn't have a wrestling match. I still don't understand this day. Yeah. Why didn't they just have a wrestling match? They're supposed to be looking for the next be best wrestler. wrestler. So why are you not having a wrestling match? Fucking weird. We even gave fucking actual divas a fucking almost a wrestling match exactly to an extent a pillar fate and stuff like that it was a match we've seen we've seen <laughs> in this era on pay-per-view we go backstage with Eddie Guerrero and Booker T they're talking about the main event tonight uh, Guerrero points out that they don't have to beat JBL to get back at him while pointing out that I could pin you Booker T um, this leads to Booker T laughing at Guerrero and then they think about, well, if we work together, we take out Taker, we take out JBL, then it's down to me and you. It makes perfect sense. That's very much face tactics coming into a fatal four-way. Definitely. But then, you know, Taker's heard his name too, said too many times, like Beetlejuice, and just appears behind him. <laughs> They're talking about Taker and then Taker suddenly appears and Eddie's like, not fucking me, I ain't said shit. <laughs> not to me, pal. <laughs> it was like Beetlejuice, like... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Take her, take her, take her. <laughs> then take her appears. Up next, Michael, the Bashams, Doug and Danny, otherwise known as them fucking wankball bastards, otherwise known as Two Pints, going up against the dream team of Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly. Michael, how did we get here? Fuck this, but we've got a spare five minutes on the show. <laughs> and we know we've got to put Bashams over now that technically main event <laughs> and the thing is because Bashams are now in the cabinet that means instantly like Bob Ollie's a, a uber face yeah a uber face and his team with Charlie Oss only because Billy Gunn got released. released if Billy Gunn had not got released this would be the Bashams versus Billy Gunn and Hardcore Holly oh yeah 100% um, Cole he knows that this match was unscheduled which means like you said Michael we've got some time to kill yeah why don't you have the next match come out earlier yeah, but this literally was like two, like six and a half minutes or something like that. We could have just had a little bit more time for entrances or something like that. We didn't need this. Um, so the match, um, Holly got a roll up on Doug early on. Danny tagged in and he was met with a back suplex. Um, Haas got in and he, a deep arm drags onto Doug. Uh, Danny, though, he trips Haas. Um, the ref saw it, did fuck all about it because it's the cabinet, uh, the government and that. Do you know what I mean? You've got to follow the government. Paid him off, paid him off. Uh, Doug, though, he took over with knee drops. Uh, the fans were chanting boring, which, to be fair, was well-deserved. Uh, Doug, he tagged back in, arm bar later, which the crowd, they, they're not in, like, they're tagging, but, like, they're screaming boring, yeah? Yeah. So the crowd is screaming boring. And what do you do when you come in? You get tagged in, what do you do when you come in? Arm bar. 
that's going to help the crowd. That's going to help the crowd. Doug with a stiff clothesline onto Haas for a two. Um, Holly tags into absolutely no reaction. Back body drop and a beautiful drop kick, which still got no reaction. Um, Holly goes up top with a clothesline to Doug. It's like, go on, cruiserweight division hacker. Um, Holly sends Danny to the floor. Um, they're finishing the match. Holly with a power slam to Doug. Dawn Marie then comes to ringside to check on Charlie Haas. Because remember, he's a special referee tonight. So Jackie Gadia has to run down as well. Um, everyone, they're distracted. So Bashams, they do the little bit of they are Bella twin magic. Twin magic. Um, Danny with an inside cradle onto Holly for the pinfall just after six and a half minutes. Um, so yeah, so Charlie Haas is going to be the referee, Michael, for a bit later on with uh, Jackie and Dawn. So why not start that Hollyoaks bollocks in a different match? In a match with Holly. <laughs> Charlie Haas knocked off the apron. Oh, what a slam! Here's the hook of the leg! Shoulders down and rolling the right shoulder. Yeah, very nice scoop power slam by Hardcore Holly. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, what the hell? There's Don Marie. Don coming to the aid of oh, oh, Jackie! What the hell? Are they got a match right here? Holly's trying to keep pins here. Charlie come out. Did the Belgium just switch off the foot? They may well have. I was watching the curls like you. Look at this. Hardcore rolled over in the small package. Shoulders down. Did he have him? He got him. Wait, what the? Here are your winners, the Basham brothers. Hardcore Holly was distracted by Charlie's problem with the girls, and the Basham capitalized, and I believe the Basham switched. Attention now. Hey. Don't worry about those girls. One Maven, it was a match that happened. Every, they got in what they needed to get in, I guess. And, you know, added a bit more layer to the house. Hollyoaks bollocks. Does it need any more layers? No, it needs to end. So, yeah, but is that, is that the only reason the Bashams, who are now in the main event with the JBL in the cabinet, going up against Furman and fucking ass? Was this only, only built on booked round to add a little, another layer to later on tonight with the Divas and Charlie. Probably. And, you know, Bashams need to pay day since they can't help Bradshaw later. Because it's pointless bringing them back before Armageddon and them saying, oh, the cabinet can't interfere. It would have made more sense, in my opinion, to have Bashams debut tonight as JBL's co-ops. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially... When it's like you said, when when the term is the cabinet can't interfere, which when, when then that sort of stipulation's in place, you instantly think, well, it's going to be somebody else who's not part of it. Yeah. Who come tomorrow night will be part of it. Or a completely independent third party. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's got who's got his own little motive and stuff like that? Definitely. Up next, Michael. Street fight. Revenge of the kidney. It is your reigning defending United States heavyweight champion of the world, the doctor of Fugonomics, John Cena, going up against Jesus. Coming up next, John Cena, the return of the United States champion with a huge score to settle with Jesus. Again, I said it on Sunday Heat. I said it last week. I said it the week before that. What is the health of the doctor of Fugonomics? How's the kidney of Cena? Well, this rivalry dates back to early October when Carlito met Cena for the United States Championship in Boston. United States Championship on the line. The look in the eyes of John Cena, the intensity after being pumped. Oh, yeah. Humiliated. Hot. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Carlito's got whoa, 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 whoa. Cena 
Last week after SmackDown, John Cena was attacked in an after-hours club, and he is uh, basically fighting now to save his own kidney. Puncture wounds to the kidney. Uh, doctors are doing all they can to try to save that kidney, but uh, of course, John Cena not here tonight. We're not sure when he will return. Are you sure you wasn't in that nightclub the night John Cena was attacked? I told you, I don't hang out with thugs. The authorities have let me know that the night John Cena was stabbed, your bodyguard, Jesus, was right there in the same club. The champ is back! And tonight, your boy is going to win back the United States title. I know you've been promoting this United States title match all week through that, but as you know... I suffered an injury at Survivor Series. Thanks, thanks to that, that, that thug, John Cena. And now I think what we need to do, we need to postpone this match about, about four to six weeks. I'm not feeling that. You know, the match is still on. Carlito, you embarrassed me once. Now it's time for the tides to switch. Because everybody here knows payback is a bitch. John Cena was stabbed in the kidney back in October 7th, and Carlito and Jesus were in the nightclub that night. I don't think John Cena gives a damn about an injured shoulder. Watch out. Now that was barbaric. And now John Cena just mocking Carlito. Remember what Carlito did to Cena in Cena's hometown. That's what oh, Carlito man. did. Here he goes. No way. John Cena with an F-U. John Cena covers, hooks the leg. Look at this. Cena goes. Cena wins the United States oh, Championship. That chain that Carlito stole from Cena. Watch out, look at oh, Jesus. Man. Jesus targeting the injured kidney of John Cena. A sneak attack from behind. Oh, not this. A direct blow to the kidney area. Michael, before we get to how we got there, how fucking hyped is it to have John Cena back in WWE? Oh, fucking hell, yes. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, I, I've always been... I mean, I, love... I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I've been a Cena mark, but I've definitely been a Cena fan, and I've enjoyed various John Cenas over... Don't get me wrong, it got stale for a long period of time, and, and all that jazz, and it got a bit too kid-friendly and stuff like that. But every now and again, Cena pulls it out, and this minute in time... The John Cena Roman Reigns rivalry over the mission reposition is fucking brilliant promo work. Like this is the best Roman Reigns. It's, yeah. it's like Roman's dirty. The best thing in wrestling right now. It's like dirty heel rock. He's brilliant. He's so relaxed. He's it's like he's not scripted, which you imagine he still is, but he's so relaxed and just I being believe everything cocky he says. and he's brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. And Cena's Cena. Do you know what I mean? And this, I mean, I'm I'm so looking forward to SummerSlam. Just because of these two cunts. And this is what, this is the magic of wrestling. Two little promos, or well, two weeks of promos from two guys 
who are two superstars makes you fucking yes I want to see this again two Brilliant. stars that's what but, that's what it's about the both big stars anyway Michael it is John Cena versus the Lord and Saviour how did we get here so way back before Survivor Series Carlito debuted finally and he beat Cena for the US title his debut match and then last uh, that night after the show Cena was you know, drinking his sorrows in the club. And then Jesus comes up from behind and stabs him with kidneys. Allegedly. So Cena was out for a few weeks and he came back at Survivor Series, beat fuck out of Carlita. And they both fleed and Jesus took the wheel. Cena destroyed Carlita in rematch, won back the title. But then Jesus beat up John Cena after. Now, because you stabbed me, I'll have your wrestling match, but we'll have a street fight instead. And Jim will announce it's also false count anyway, so why the fuck's it ending the ring? But I like Cena spotting his new bling bling. Yes! In the form that Spinner US. John Cena comes out with a uh, Rock Falls um, t shirt on and a brand new championship belt, Michael. What do you make to spin, spin, spinny? I like this spinner because it don't last a long time. It's, it's only around for a couple of months. I like it, man. I, like, I prefer I pre- this spinner to I the, prefer this, to the I one. prefer this over the World Championship yeah. spin, spin, spinny. That's I hate for that sure. one. So the match then. Uh, Carly always spits Apple into Cena's face, so Cena takes it out on Jesus with uh, a load of punches. Uh, Jesus, he rakes the eyes of Cena, which leads to Carlito throwing Jesus a kendo stick. But Cena recovers quickly and nails Jesus in the head. Uh, Cena hits Jesus in the back with a kendo stick. Cena then hits Jesus in the arm with a kendo stick, which they broke, and the fans were all over that, and we got a big, Cena, Cena. I love how the fans love John Cena. They were so behind him. Uh, Jesus, he starts bleeding from the head after Cena's punches. Uh, they brawl into the crowd, with Cena taking a sip of beer from a fan. Um, Cena, he then threw a trash can to uh, Jesus. Uh, Carlito got back in, and we got a punch to Cena's back, so Cena then focused on Carlito, and... Um, they were, do you know, the worst thing is, there were no point during this match that I ever thought Jesus were ever going to win. Yeah. Not just knowing Cena like I've known Cena. They were just, they were never a chance. Ever a chance. Even with Carlito. There were no way that Jesus were going to be United States champion. There wasn't a single glimmer of a chance that the Absolutely six foot not. two jobber was winning the title. Absolutely not. Um, Cena is then Jesus back to ringside uh, Cena st- sending Jesus face first to the floor uh, the announcers they pointed out that Jesus had barely had any offence in the match other than using the kendo stick and it's like well this th- there is only one thing here that's all about redemption this match is purely built to Cena no this is you stab me I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> exactly <laughs> the finish of the match uh, Cena it brings a bin uh, bin lid into the ring it's Jesus in the head uh, it's Jesus with a, a street sign and then goes for the FU. One, two, three, after just under eight minutes. Very short, very sweet. Only one cover. Eight, eight minutes of dominance. You only need one FU in 2004 and still United States champion John Cena. Michael, what did you make and how many Mavens? Uh, it was a rare face led squash match. We don't see too many of them, which is a nice change. I think the end is near for one Jesus. Look oh, God. Bone chilling. Well, there goes the shape of his head. They sell it on the uh, WWE auction site. Pumping it up, pumping it up. The doctor is pumping it up. He is stalking Jesus. I don't believe Jesus knows where he's at. He sure himself can't see him. He's standing there. Now he's got him up on the shoulders. You call it, Cole. Go ahead. Tell him to 
Cena in position. The United States champions rolling. And he's making Jesus and Carlito suffer through this. There it is. You connecting. Right in the face of Carlito. Here's the cover. Hook of the line. John Cena retains the United States championship. Thanks for coming, Jesus. Here's your winner. Still, United States champion, John Cena. I have never seen John Cena in the state of mind that he was in here tonight at Armageddon. Wait a minute, Lee Carlito. Oh, 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 Carlito going for the champion. And John Cena's got Carlito. I thought you handed to the job, my man. That's not good. Uh oh. Carlito begging for mercy. Shane Shoulder. John Cena. I don't like this. No. Actually, I might like this. Cena can now say that he's beat fuck out of Jesus. <laughs> but what was the point of the false count anywhere part when it ends in the ring? Again? Like I said, because it gives you that, oh, it could happen in crowd. But after the match, uh, Carlito, he goes for Cena's chain. Cena stops him. Cena puts the chain in his fist and smashes Carlito. Uh, the crowd were all over it. And obviously going forward, we're going to get more Cena, Jesus and, uh, and Carlito Caribbean cool, it seems. Cena Carlito, yeah. No thanks, Jesus. Yeah, I want to see more Jesus. They put him in world title picture. <laughs> Jesus versus JBL. Could you imagine promos? I am a wrestling god. You're just Jesus. You're, you're just the Lord and Savior, but I'm a wrestling god. We are backstage with Jackie Gadia and Charlie Haas. Um, Jackie's complaining about Domery. More Hollyoaks, why? Because these pay-per-views fucking wank, Michael. Because bullshit's got a bullshit. And it is time for our next match. It is Hollyoaks. It is Miss Jackie versus Domery with Charlie Haas as the referee. Uh, brawl, sloppy shit. Uh, right hands, left hands. Some of them looked all right. Some of them looked shit. Um... It, it was terrible. It was one of the, terrible. It lasted like less than two minutes. Only smart person all... in this match was Charlie Oss with that fast count, so he could get well, the fuck out of there. Yeah, Don uh, Don sits on top of Jackie, fast count one, two, three. But then it's all about the end of the match. It looks like Charlie Ass is actually a Hollywood scumbag. He's yeah, been be... cheating on Jackie with Don. It's like Jackie, fuck you. They turn to Don. They actually, do you know something, Don? Fuck you too. What a way to put her on blast and all caught saying she was fucks like a wet dead fish. I am tired of getting in the middle of both of you. Jackie, everyone knows that we're engaged. But can I help it that the rumor going around the locker room is that Dawn and I are having an affair? Well, the truth is, 
Yes, Jackie Dawn and I are having an affair. And as of right now, this engagement is off. Now quit crying. Jackie, please don't cry. You're a beautiful young woman. You're going to make someone very happy. And I love you. It's just that, Jackie, I'm not in love with you. <laughs> and when it comes to making love, you're like making love to a dead, wet fish. Now, Dawn Marie, on the other hand, she's as hot as Atlanta, Georgia on the 4th of July. God have mercy. So, Dawn, there's only one question I have to ask you. There's the engagement ring. That's Jackie's engagement ring. It was. Dawn, why are you such a slut? I wouldn't marry either one of you. So why don't you two kiss and make up? Because I'm out of here. Uh, Michael, what did you make to Diva's action in the aftermath and how many mavens? Did you get that? Loud and clear. <laughs> how many mavens? Uh, what's less than zero? 0.5. After all, the Moran like sweeties, me 0.5s. <laughs> Minus point, point, point 0.5. Point, point 0.5. Up next, Michael. We go backstage. Big show. That big, dirty, sweaty man who, for some reason, divas find so sexually attractive. Well, chicks dig it big. Johnny Giovanni walks up, plants one on him, and wishes him good luck in tonight's three-on-one, as it is time for our next match. She's just thinking, is it all anatomically correct? <laughs> I imagine he's the big show well Val Venus laughed at him didn't he years ago oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought they called him the big show <laughs> as it is time for our next match is big show in three on one action going up against team not angle the reflection of perfection Mark Jindrak Kurt Angle and the big dog the head of the table acknowledge him Durda Durda Luther Reigns Michael how the fuck did we get here? This story starts way back in March or April when it, after Mania, when Big Show tried to kill Kurt Angle by throwing him off a ledge because he got fired. It's nice to see how Angle's leg has cleared up so much in less than a year, how well his leg's healed. That's, that's amazing right there, gotta say. But Big Show, after he got fired, he came back uh, and fought Angle at No Mercy. After Angle shot Big Show with a trank and shaved his head off. <laughs> I say, tried to fucking kill the cunt. <laughs> then after Survivor Series, Big Dog wanted a piece of joy, but Big Show, being a giant gentleman, defended Dorana. And Reflection's here because he's part of not Team Angle. Not Team Angle. The greatest tag team since Team Angle. 100%. Kurt Angle just loves boys, doesn't he? He loves having boys around him. As long as I've got some boys to fight me on battles, I'm all right. Yes. Made of it mafia. 
<laughs> he loves having boys around him. Vince McMahon and Stone Cold back in Nigel era. He loves having boys around. Even Triple H and Stephanie. The 96 he... Olympics men's team. <laughs> <laughs> Angle shit him unless he's in a stable. <laughs> so the match then. Um, show, he dominates Jindrak early on. Uh, Jindrak tags in Angle. Uh, show, he shoves Angle down in the corner so it's Angle tags in the big dog. Um, Jindrak gets back in Show it's a double headbutt onto the big dog and Jindrak Angle though with a knee to show And then Angle sent Show's head across the top rope And they are not team Angle They were a double team shoulder tackle And it's like straight away it's like There's a lot of beef in this ring And none of it's great really apart from Show No not at all like, If you've got two big men who are great At bouncing right ring with each other But when you've got two Not quite big men But bigger than the average man Jindrak's a lot taller than I realise. Stood next to oh, Big Oh, he's always a big lad. Oh, I didn't realise he was that tall when, it, when he was stood next to Big Show. Oh, he's a big lad. Um, did you like um, Jindrak's dropkick onto Big Show? I thought yes. he got quite good. At, for Like said, you said, he's a big lad. For elevation, I thought it was a great spot. Um, the heels, they make quick tags and they work over Big Show. Uh, show, though, he slams Jindrak down the headbutt to the big dog. Uh, show body slams onto the big dog onto Jindrak and it, so much during this match like the powerbomb um, show after he, he sends Jindrak down after uh, Jindrak were teasing a powerbomb onto the big show I was like yes reflection but this match this why did Angle need to be here because it could have just been a two on one it could have been a big two show, on one handicap match but... because all he ever did really was dominate Jindrak and the big dog he didn't really do much like Kurt was kind of picking up the scraps and typical Kurt Angle heel Who's the bigger I feel like Kurt could have just done his Santa Claus bit and then this could have been a two-on-one. But I suppose Kurt adds that star power to what would have been a terribly match of of two-on-one with uh, Big Show and the reflection. He can help help, (laughs) uh, run the match from the apron. Absolutely. Um, Big Show, though, it's like three quarters during the match, he looked knackered. He's running around with three lads. I'm fucked me. Can I tag someone in? Jindrak had some great expressions when he got tagged in a few times, though. You're like, why are you tagging me in? He <laughs> wants you to. Um, big Show, he sends the big dog over the top rope and then Angle comes from behind and hits the Angle Slam. Uh, but Show, he avoids the ankle lock. And then the finish of the match, um, Show, he sends Jindrak over the top rope. Show with a boot to the face of the big dog. He kicks the steel steps into Angle's face. He puts Jindrak on his shoulders and then Big Show hits an F5 yeah. onto the fucking reflection to get the 1-2-3 in just under 10 minutes. Big Show, he beats all the odds. Three on one, no danger for the Big Show. With an F5? See, I never remember Big Show using the F5. The and F5? The fact that it did not get a fucking pop. Big time power by the big man. Luther Rays runs into the size 22 5 E boot. And there are the steel steps again. And Big Show just kicked him out of the hands of Kurt Angle. Big Show somehow. Re- oh, what's this? Oh my. Another fireman's carry, what maybe. What's this? Got a fireman's carry. Wait a minute. Is that, is that an F5? F5? Like an F500. Oh, here's the hook of the leg. Big Show wins with. I can't believe it! What the? Here is your winner, the Big Show! Big Show overcomes the odds to win this three-on-one matchup, but tell me again, was that an F5? Yeah, it was. It definitely was. I mean, I'd like to pull on an F500. It wasn't the size of the big man, but I don't know it. How did he, first of all, how did the Big Show even end up being successful? He was triple team most of the match. Maybe it was the uh, good luck kiss from Joy Giovanni. Well, that, that could be, I mean, you know, 
Lord, do your vows. She's one of the love. She's got the magic touch. Touch. Come, come. You know, you get it. The magic touch. What do you like, man? <laughs> Big Show hits an F5 and it doesn't get a pop. I think everyone was just more shocked. What the fuck's going on here? Like, what's he doing that for? So, yeah, Michael, what did you make to our three-on-one handicap and how many Mavens? I'll give that to Maven. Uh, like, like we said, there's no need for Angle to be there, but because he's got that star power, it made sense for him to be there in that respect. It wasn't the best three-on-one. It was Obviously, we knew Big Show was going to win because defending a woman's honor, that's the story, really, for this match. Yeah, is, is it though? Is it all about defending the honor, or is, is Big Show still defending the fact that they made him skinhead? Well, for this match, it's the defending of the honor because it's really Big Show and Reigns. Nah, he's still fucking. He's Big Show and Angle's his, still over the head shaving. He's, he's still defending the skinhead. <laughs> Michael, we get a video package for tribute to the troops, and Michael Cole notes that WWE we're coming back to the Middle East for 2004. So a, a review of that, or we're coming your way very soon in 2022. <laughs> If I can find it on Daily Motion. <laughs> <laughs> it might be up network, you never know. Up next. Now, listeners, universe. I don't know if you've ever done this before, because we know what Mike's like, and he's a bit fucking dry. <laughs> but when uh, we watched his pay-per-view, Mike instantly said, let me do the Cruiserweight match. Yes. So, it is Funaki versus Spike Dudley for the Cruiserweight Championship. Michael, not only how did we get here, but let's go. So it's time for the Cruiserweight title match. How do we get here? Well, last week, Funaki became number one contender by winning the Battle Royal. And he's, tonight he's going to shock the fucking world. I'm telling you. Because we've now. got time to kill. <laughs> and, but I did, did you notice during Spike's entrance, they've not put the stairs back properly? And it really no, irritated don't me. fucking need them. <laughs> but before the match, we've got a backstage segment. Brunak has been interviewed himself, being comedic genius. And Spike interrupts him and says that he's a joke. Funaki says he's got a joke for him. He says, knock, knock. Sorry, do you want me? Yeah. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon who? Armageddon, your title, and becoming SmackDown number one cruiserweight champion. Best knock, knock joke I've heard <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> So the match starts, we get a lock-up, as always, and Spike goes from behind with the switch. Runaki counters, though, with head scissors for two. Lock-up from Runaki, and a ro another roll-up in a small package, and Spike goes, escapes to the corner. Cole calls it a schoolboy, and Taz corrects him and says, you should know all about small packages. Way! See, Taz knew it was episode 69, that's why he's yeah, doing big Runaki comes back with another clone roll for two, but Spike comes back with a kick to the gut. Runaki... Gets a hip toss and now Dragon works the arm because that's what you love in the cruiserweight matches. Arms. <laughs> Spike though comes back, the punch but gets sent outside. Funaki gets fired up, catches Spike with a baseball kick, rolls him back in, covers for two. Funaki sends Spike to the corner but eats an elbow. Spike up top but Funaki launches him off and hits a drop kick for two. Funaki fights him into corner and sends him to the other side. Spike sends him over the rope though. And both climb to the middle of the rope. Spike counters a superplex and hits a gourd buster to Funaki, sending him to the floor outside in a nasty looking spot. Yeah, absolutely. Spike body blocks Funaki as he's trying to get back in and rolls him back in, covers for two. Standing foot stomp and a half a domino stretch from Spike. Nice submission from Spike. Rarely see. Why has he not used the abdominal more? 
For someone his size, that's the perfect but when does he looking ever, When do any of these cruiserweights ever really get the time to shine? He's just getting there, getting done and get out. True. Funaki, though, he breaks out of the abdominal stretch with the hip toss. Spike manages to block it in the air, though. Hits a headbutt and a body slam. Covers for two. Covers again for two. Spike picks Funaki into the fireman's carry. Hits a gut buster for another two. Back into the abdominal stretch. Funaki tries to come back, but Spike keeps hitting him. Funaki escapes with a back suplex and gets Spike in a trio row. Delvio special from Funaki. Doesn't cover. Funaki's fired up, though. Comes back, hits a back body drop. Sends Spike into the corner. Funaki hits the bulldog a la Jericho for two. Spike misses the charge in the corner. Funaki goes up top. Crossbody hit gets a two. Funaki stays on Spike and takes him to the corner. Funaki up top and goes for Tornado DT, but Spike counters and hits a headbutt to the gut. Spike goes for the acid drop, but Funaki counters. Spike with a sort say sloppy as fuck sunset flip. It almost yeah. lands on his head. Funaki covers them. Covers Spike. One, two, three. New champion in about 9 minutes, 29 seconds. The fourth longest match on the card. And we've got a new champion. Who the fuck saw that coming? To the gut. He's been working on those ribs of Funaki. Yeah, from the early part, part of the matchup. Right, the abdominal stretch and whatnot. Go for the deadly dog! Almost, almost. And Funaki! Oh, look at this! Up over the top. Funaki rolls through. Yeah, He's got the shoulders down. Yeah! He got him! Funaki got him! Funaki wins the title! No way! Here is your winner! Wait. I told you before it was one of the longest matches. It's ridiculous, uh, and I, abso- I absolutely adored how because obviously Funak is part of the announced team. He runs and celebrates. He celebrates with, the, with uh, his with, boys with Michael Cole. <laughs> He's like, we did it, we did it. It's like nothing. Yeah, you did a, it. I, I feel for me, I feel like it was such a massive swerve because obviously he only set it up the, 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 a couple of days before with the battle royal, um, and I, I feel like Spike. I feel like it's, it's petered off a little bit, but for like the past few months, Spike and the Cruiserweight division, especially Spike with his storyline within that division, has been quite a dominant part of SmackDown. And I feel like all of a sudden, Bosh, nope, we're taking it off here. I feel like Spike's been done for roids. Well, it's not roids, is it? He's been done for summer. Probably cook. <laughs> not roids. He's so skinny. How many Mavens, Michael? Four Mavens for a true underdog win. No Fuck one off. saw that coming. Fuck off. Four? Nah, nah I'll give it. I'll give it two and a half, three maximum. But fucking three. four. Three. I was joking with a four. I was gonna fucking say, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is my match of the night for the underdog victory, and for Funaki's joke before the match. Yeah, but this proves how bad this pay per view is. Your match of the night is Funaki versus Spike Dudley. Mine is Kurt Angle versus Santa Claus. Yeah. This pay per view sucks, man. Are you ready, Michael, for the main event? I am. Let's get it done. It is morning again in America. <laughs> JBL is on a roll. Booker T, Eddie Guerrero, and The Undertaker. Great, great champions. The only problem is they came along in the JBL era. None of you three hoodlums. We'll ever get a rematch from JBL. Hold on a minute, players. I have to agree with JBL. Your individual title matches have been denied. For 
JPL did not beat any of those three men fair and square. He cheated to beat all three of them. And now JBL's going to have to pay the price. came to me in a dream last night you were standing in a pillar one minute here but the next you were gone the end here the game is over no more pretending no more no more the end is here it is your WWE Championship it is John Bradshaw Layfield your reigning defending champion going up against Booker T Eddie Guerrero and Undertaker in a standard fatal four-way, no disqualifications, no count-out, one fall to a finish. Michael, how the fuck did we get here? So, JBL won the title from Eddie at the Great American Bash and defends it at SmackDown. JBL somehow beat Taker at both SummerSlam and No Mercy, one courtesy of fucking Psycho John. And JBL beats Booker at Survivor Series, and Booker's not had a rematch yet. So, what's up with that? Because um, all three guys still want a piece of JVL to get their hands on title. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so, the, I, I absolutely fucking adored. Before the match, uh, we get a shot of JVL looking at WWE Championship in the locker room. The Bashams, they tell JVL that he'll leave with his title. Amy Weber shows up and says, no matter what, I'll still be your image consultant. Orlando Jordan, he shakes, shakes JVL's hand and he says, JVL... You've got this. You're the man. Uh, I've been with him from the start. JBL thanks him. JBL goes to leave and Orlando stops him and goes, John, you've got this. And it made me think, uh, do you remember the old new gen promo with Bret Hart and that little fan? Bret! <laughs> yeah. But John! John looks and goes, you got this. And John's like, yeah. He looks so deflated. There's no limo tonight. JBL knows he's facing fucking death. I loved it. I was like, it was, it was a... It was like, it reminded Brilliant. me of like modern day Baron Corbin, the sympathy heel. What a great group of friends though. They could tell that their friend was was feeling down. Unlike Boris and his cabinet, where all they ever tried to do was fuck each other over. Oh this yeah. This cabinet, this cabinet, mate, they've got all each together. other's back. They've got each other's back. So the match then. Bell rings, JBL, he stands on the outside. Taker knocks Booker down and JBL covers Booker for about <laughs> fucking five seconds. Um, the red thought we didn't see it. And when he finally counts, but uh, Taker breaks up the pinfall. The three, they kind of turn and they all start battering JBL. So it's like, yep, yeah, there we go. Here's going to be the standard procedure of this match. It's yeah. going to be JBL trying to avoid getting battered by all three of them. Not the fact that in theory, Undertaker is fucking Undertaker. He should be battering all three of them. He should be like, come here, you. 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 Right. Absolutely. Uh, JBL, he gets finally gets back in the ring after being on the outside for a while. He gets a suplex onto Guerrero for a two. Uh, Booker then holds JBL as Eddie um, he hits a drop kick. Um, Taker on the apron, so Booker kicks him off. So, right, that, so that's the tactic now. We're going to focus on JBL. Me and you, like we spoke about earlier, Taker tries getting back in. Bosh, we're going to knock him back off and stay him back outside. Hey, smart strategy. It is a great tactic. 
Um, Taker, he sends Guerrero out of the ring and Taker then it's a DDT onto Booker for a two as JBL breaks up the pin. Um, the four men brawl on the floor and Taker sends Booker over the barricade into the crowd. Um, then JBL, he clears off the announce table and it took too long though and Taker hits a back body drop. Uh, but JBL is back with a net breaker onto Booker for a two. Then Undertaker hits old school for on Booker T. Uh, Bradshaw, he nails Taker with a close eye on the floor. It's like, to be fair, for me, for a Fatal 4-Way, there was always a lot of shit going on. Yeah. We've had a lot of Fatal 4-Ways before where, like, one man gets knocked down and he rolls to the ringside for 30 seconds, another man rolls to the ringside and it's maybe two-on-two two, uh, for two minutes, but then it's for a minute of one-on-one or one-on-two. Where this, at all times, I felt shit were going, going on. It were, all, it were all right with this. In a shit show of a pay-per-view, this were all right. But it had Undertaker, Guerrero, Booker, and fucking Acolyte Bradshaw. So it had decent talent, but it were all right. It weren't bad, but it weren't the best. Uh, Guerrero, he then grabs a ladder from under the ring, which draws a massive pop from the crowd. Uh, Guerrero, it's Taker with the ladder, knocks him down. Uh, JBL with an elbow into Booker. JBL then grabs the title, he goes into the ring. Uh, Booker, it's JBL with a sidekick. Uh, Booker with another sidekick to Eddie. And Booker sends Taker out of the ring. Uh, so I'm thinking, oh, hello. Booker's going to fucking win this now. This Come is going to be the moment. Uh, Booker sends JBL out of the ring. Booker with a scissor kick to Eddie for a two count. Which I probably was the, up to this point, probably the best near fall of the match. Yeah, I thought that was it. Uh, we're back outside. JBL with a powerbomb to Booker onto the announce table. It doesn't break. So JBL gets pissed off. So a little step off a chair and yeah. an elbow from JBL. The high flyer. Smashes Booker T through the table. It's that a great trademark spot. elbow drop from Bradshaw. And then Undertaker's like, anything you can do, I can do better. And he clears the Spanish announce table. Last ride onto JBL, straight through the table. Perfect well, spot. You know, you can't have the American announce table smash with the Spanish announce table not smash. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Taker would just take with just uh, doing admin there. <laughs> Um, Taker, he grabs Eddie by the throat and it's a massive choke slam. Uh, Taker sets up for a choke slam onto Eddie, but Eddie grabs the WWE title that JBL brought into the ring earlier. Eddie nails Taker in the head with it. Eddie goes up, frog splash, one, two, and a big kick out. A powerful kick out mm. by Taker. It's a great spot that was. And Eddie's face sold that perfectly. Oh, he absolutely shit himself. You've got Taker it's sat there. Eddie's a on his plus knees. player selling. Taker, he stares at Eddie and Eddie with a low blow kick. Eddie then grabs a ladder. He hits Taker in the head. Um, Eddie sets up the ladder in the corner. Hits a frog splash. Eddie, though, is too hurt to cover. And his favourite is knee. We get a slow cover, but JBL's there to pull him off. Um, that was just a great spot again. Eddie, Taker, Acolyte Bradshaw. Great spot. This match is actually was actually better, got better as it went longer. Oh, definitely. Um, Guerrero hits JBL with the three amigos as Booker broke up the pin. Uh, Taker with a chokeslam onto Booker. Taker's smiling. It's a chokeslam onto JBL as well. He sets up for a tombstone, but here comes... Hi, then, hi, then, back. Hi, then, hi, then, back. It's like, oh, I My thought jacket. he forgot about Undertaker. My jacket. I thought he forgot about Undertaker, but oh no, he takes Undertaker out of the match. Boss man slab onto Taker. I don't like the impact player. With the boss man slam of all he moves. The boss man slam. If you're uh, if you're over six foot five, you, and you've not got your own special move, you're having that one. Or power bomb. Yeah. And um, Heidenreich fucks off. JBL covers Booker with one hand for a two count. Uh, JBL then covers Eddie for another two count. Undertaker sits up, so Heidenreich pulls him out of the ring and slaps on the Cobra clutch on the Undertaker. Million dollar dream. Also, JBL can hit a clothesline on Booker. 
the finish of the match, JBL hits Booker with a clothesline from hell, which the camera completely misses. Yeah. And JBL covers to win the match because Eddie wasn't there to break up the pin. After just about 25 minutes, still your SmackDown reigning world champion, John Bradshaw, Acolyte Layfield. Oh, he's being hunted down now by the dead man. And Book the champion. Down. Book is down, Eddie's down. Going for the tombstone. Wait a minute, what the hell are they? It's Heidenreich. Where the hell did he come from? Heidenreich attacking the Undertaker. What the hell world? This loony bitch just got on the psych ward a couple of days ago. He said that he didn't want to go back and he wanted to spend down here. Heidenreich assaulting the Undertaker. And the thing goes, and it's not like the man is banned. Believe this. Heidenreich from out of nowhere screwed the Undertaker. He's not supposed to be in this match. And look at JBL. JBL crawling to an down for her team. Uh oh. Here's the kick. He's going to do it. Going to win this thing. Oh, Booker kicked out. Can't believe this. Booker T at two and a half kicked out. And Al Bradshaw going at E. Guerrero. Here's the kick. He's got it. 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 JBL have to do. JBL screaming, can't believe it. And now the champion says, "Come on, take it." Now the dead man just sat up. And now Heidenreich grabbed the Undertaker. Gotta be kidding me! Somebody get rid of this damn guy! And now a full Nelson. It's got a Cobra. Oh yeah, Cobra touch. You're right. Take him. And here's the champion. to the leg. Damn it! You're not kidding. I don't, I'm shocked to see Heimer. Well, let's give a little credit to JBL here, Cole. Come on. We all, he's a survivor. Yeah, we all, he's a survivor. Wow. I'll give you that. JBL is a survivor. Undertaker's shocked. The Undertaker cannot believe what happened here. He knows what happened, Cole. He might not believe it. And I feel sorry. So that's how, that's who was interfering. Heidenreich. Because Undertaker had his decade. That was the cabinet, so Heidenreich's the new member of the cabinet then, is he? Or is he an independent third party? Well, is Paul Heyman the independent third party? I feel like he's definitely an independent third party. JBL's got that money, any so... So, Michael, what did you make then to our main event, and how many mavens? I give this one a 2.5. I said it, was, it got better towards the end. Like, when we thought, when I thought Booker was going to win it, that was when it started peaking. See, this is where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go higher than you. I'm giving this a three. I quite enjoyed this. It wasn't Kurt Angle versus Santa Claus, uh, which sorry, I don't feel like I, I rated that. That was five out of five mavens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this pay per view absolutely sucked. But the main event wasn't too shabby because a fatal four way can go a certain way where it can become like a one or two two, two sort of one on matches. ones. Yeah, where this or tornado I, tag. Oh yeah, or one on one. We just. 
another two men outside selling their injuries until it's my turn. Yeah. Which I didn't mind it, but yeah, in, in general, I knew we were going to get there at some point, with, but we've now got to that point where having our own branded shows is probably not the best idea because no. we've probably not got the storylines to fill out a pay-per-view. They didn't then when they actually had a booking, actually people who've worked in wrestling writing. And they Absolutely. Now. But Michael, that has been Armageddon 2004. As always, I want to know your match of the night, your worst match of the night. And if Armageddon 2004 was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would he be? So match of the night, as I said, cruiserweight title. Worst match of the night, Ollie Oaks bullshit. Yeah. And if it was a wrestler, Jim and I. Ooh. I remember them happening. I don't remember anything about him. In this pay-per-view, exactly the same. And I'm glad I don't remember anything I feel about like, this I feel like Gemini, like like 0506, they, they won't be too far away then. Um, I have to agree on the worst match. Uh, the best match for me, like I said, for me, it's Kurt Angle versus Santa Claus. That was a close second. If this pay-per-view was a wrestler, it would be Charlie Haas, because Charlie Haas sums up the B-Show shitty SmackDown pay-per-views. On that note, Michael, up next, it is time to build towards New Year's resolution. Yes, where we, at New Year's resolution, will be holding our second, not annual, Al Wilson Awards. <laughs> so we'll be posting that on Twitter the people you can vote for. Yeah, we'll start posting them about what we want, best wrestler of the year, worst wrestler, match of the year, and all that jazz. We will start posting about them. Um, and as always, thank you everyone for taking your time out to listen to me and Big Sexy ramble on about the Ruthless Aggression era. On that note, Michael, let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media if you don't already. And if you don't already, why the fuck don't you? Yeah, why not, guys? Come on. You can find us on all platforms. So Facebook, YouTube, just search Ruthless Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at REM Podcast. Go check out the rest of us that main feed on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, outside of the US, sorry about that, <laughs> if, if, especially if you haven't already, and please check out our Patreon as well, it's patreon.com slash podcast, that supports the channel. If you like what we do, and if you want to throw a little quid, or a dollar, or whatever it equates to in the country you're from our way, you can get access to our little bonus series, The Hunter Games where we look at every single WWE slash WF pay-per-view of the Cerebral Assassin, King of Kings, COO of World Wrestling Entertainment, Alan, Triple, Hunter, Paul, Levesque, Titchmarsh, Helmsley, DX, as, yeah, we're, we're looking at every single Hunter vs. Helmsley, Triple H, our Paul Levesque pay-per-view match in WWE. Um, we are currently on, where we've just done, WrestleMania 13, Hunter Assembly versus Goldust, where it's all about China and women. Uh, on that note, I've been Dave, that's been Big Sexy. Until next time, where we start the build to our first ever New Year's pay-per-view. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Peace out, people. <laughs>